3: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
4: pro football full circle hour number two right here on sports grid radio sirius xm Channel 159, Mike Carver, Joe Lisi, Scott Wetzel here with you as we are getting ready for Sunday's title games. Rams, Niners, Chiefs, and the Bengals. Got a few days away, and we got a lot of props, playoff specials, Weekend specials, game specials, a lot going on up here. Uh, Boys, good to be with you. I know you've been holding it down here the last hour. And I heard you, uh, as you finished up the last one, talk about these playoff specials, Scott. And I heard uh, Lisey trying to sell you on uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire at (laughs) 34-1 to have the most rushing yards in the playoffs um let him know scott i mean come on joe please stop with clyde <laughs> there go. yeah.
5: he's got this thing with clyde uh, clyde edwards but uh, maybe it's a three-day thing i don't know maybe he's a budweiser drinker Yeah. I don't, Clydesdale. yeah I don't know what it is but uh he did i will say this looking at the numbers he did have less carries but he had a lot more yards than uh mckinnon so he had only seven carries for 60 mckinnon only had 10 for 24. So he would be the guy I suppose if you were going to choose one out of Kansas City. But these teams run the football so rarely that it's really difficult to pick a winner out with this rushing total.
4: I mean, for this past weekend, Joe, what didn't didn't Mahomes have the most yards? I think he Mahomes did. had the most yards for the weekend. What was that price? We never even looked at Mahomes, of course. Everybody you think at quarterbacks, it was Josh Allen. Uh, in terms of run, rushing yards, or, or all the, or everybody was on Henry, of course, with him coming back. But Mahomes must have been a pretty good price to have the most rushing yards last weekend. Yeah,
6: it was amazing, and I, and what was amazing as well is that obviously that was the the defensive game plan of Buffalo, forced Mahomes out of the pocket. Now. Is Cincinnati going to have the same type of game plan? But I mean, and I said to Scott as well, if the game is on the line, you got to figure that Pat Mahomes is going to look look to take this ball game over. And if he could utilize his legs in this matchup, why not? I mean, he's not six to one to be the leading rusher the whole the whole season in terms of the playoffs. So that's not bad when you think about it. What did he have against Pittsburgh?
4: Thirty. I. Feel I See, I, I think it's going to be tough for him to get it, Joe, only because I don't think you'll see what you saw last week. I think the Bills played him a certain way, and that allowed him to have all those rushing yards. I don't know if Cincinnati and whoever they face in the Super Bowl uh, after they beat the Bengals on Sunday, Joe. Uh, I don't know who's going to be able—they I I, might play him a little differently. I think that that was kind of freakish. All the rushing yards that he had against Buffalo, yeah. I'd look more that was towards a season somebody. High. That was yeah, a season yeah, high, Scott. That yards, was so. it was a season high, and, and what did he get? Uh, Thirty-five or forty of them on the one big run that he yeah, had down 34. the middle. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I, I don't, I don't know, Joe. I, I think that if you look at it now, you obviously want to back somebody who you think is going to win this weekend because you're going to get then two more games out of them. And you know that just depends on who you like. Do you like the Rams? Do you like the Niners? I think that that's those are the two teams that you're going to go to because I think the winner of that game is going to try to grind down Kansas City when they get them into the Super Bowl, Joe. I mean, that's kind of where where I think I would want to go.
6: Yeah, you, but we were talking about banging out Elijah Mitchell. He's even money. I mean, you can't you can't do that. I mean, do you know you don't want to just yeah. plus a hundred especially since Mitchell. they
5: could lose. Especially, right. since, I thought it was this right. weekend. Uh, for first of that, and then now I realize it's for the uh, you know for the two it's games. For, well, they have the whole they uh, do they, ha-
4: they I mean, have them for Sony this Michelle. weekend too. You know it's it's yeah weird. they normally do right. They they, they have do. him now. It's weird because he's plus a hundred for the entire playoff, Elijah Mitchell, and he's plus one ninety for just this weekend.
5: How goofy is that? <laughs> and it's <laughs> <Right>? an underdog. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> and he's, he's on an underdog team, which means where's you know, Hilaire then?
6: Where's Hilaire uh, on the list? Hilaire, Hilaire is suite? for
5: for just this Sunday. Yeah, eight fifty. Eight fifty. That's great value. That's not too <sighs> bad. That's not too bad. If bad are they going to run the ball? Really? I don't think so. You know, I don't think so. I,
4: I, I think, think so. that they're going to. You're be, not giving
5: Cincinnati any shot, both of you guys.
4: I could tell I'm in your voice. I'm actually giving them Joe less than zero shot, to be quite honest with you. I'm giving them wow. less than zero shot. Wow. I, I think that they're going to get, I was telling you this yesterday, Joe, I think they're going to get absolutely smoked on Sunday. Well,
6: smoked. this is a, this is really? an anti, yeah, this is
4: an anti. It, it is not an it's anti It's a Buffalo anything. Bills contrarian. It has nothing to do with that, Joe. They beat Joe, us. Nobody no, can beat. No, it's got nothing headphones. to do with that. Here's the thing. They lost to this team just a couple of weeks ago. The okay. Chiefs are very good at learning lessons, okay? They do not allow the same thing to happen twice. And you mix into that, you've got Mahomes and Reed now staring at each other going, man, we got a good chance for number two here. Brady out, Rodgers out. We just beat the other best team in the conference this past week. We can't lose the Super Bowl, and we're facing Joe Burrow, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Matthew Stafford. I think that they're locked in, Joe. They're going to finish the job.
6: All right, you're possibly right. I mean, listen, it's not, It's not. they are built to win it all. No doubt. They are hitting on all cylinders. I'll just <laughs> say this, though. I'll just say yeah. this. If there's one quarterback that doesn't give anything, he doesn't care. He doesn't give two you-know-whats about that. It's Joe Burrow. The guy's got The guy's got it. Let me just say that. He's going to go in there and go, okay, I'm tired of hearing about Mahomes. Here's what I'm going to do. Bing! Bing! Chase! 40 yards, 50 yards, 30 yards. Okay, what are you going to do now? I wear Cartier glasses. Now what?
5: <laughs> I'd like to know what uh, Kansas City did to hold uh, Stephon Diggs to three receptions for, what, seven they, yards or whatever it was? Yeah. That's, uh, you know, that, that's, can I do that to Jamar Chase?
4: Yeah. Allen's excuse afterwards was, well, they doubled him the entire game. He said they had two guys on Diggs the entire night, which allowed them to really open things up for Gabriel Davis, who obviously had a career night. All right, pro football full circle. Carver, Wetzel, Lisi here with you. Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, channel 159. Back after this.
3: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
4: Mike Carver, Scott Wetzel, and Joe Lisi, who, for whatever reason, uh, was trying to gas me up during the break with the Bills. Like, I, I'm I'm trying to let it go, oh. Joe. Like, we're on to this week. We're on to two games on Sunday, and you got to keep like poking me, you know, sending me texts, doing this, doing like, <laughs> Joe. It's over, man. I mean, it is what it is. It's been 40, almost 48 hours now. They blew the game, and uh, we're on to this. We're on to trying to make some money this week. I'm done with it. Fandom's out the door now. Now it's just about tickets. That's it, Joe. So you're gonna have. To, you're not gonna be able to get me, my man. I ain't scared. You're not getting me, Joe. All right, all right. You're getting
6: all gassed up over the fact that it's absolutely brutal. You're not over the Buffalo Bills loss. I get it. I get it. Well, but you can't let it. You can't let it. I want to say cloud your thinking in objectively looking well, at this game against Kansas City and Cincinnati. That's all oh, I'm it's, saying. It's not that's clouding my saying. thinking,
4: Joe. And the clip that you keep referencing was yesterday at 4 o'clock in the afternoon when it was still less than 24 hours. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we, we move on. It is what it is. Right. Uh, they all lost right. the game. See what he does to me, Scott. I mean, honestly, <laughs> like it's like it's bad enough that I had to watch my team uh completely yak with 13 seconds left in the game. I got to have Joe now 2 days later still giving me the business about it. I can't have it. No,
5: you You'll not, never not. let it go. Also, you know, as a sports fan, no. listen, I I remember all my old, no. uh, you know, uh ones uh, we haven't had too many heartbreaking ones as a Dolphin fan lately cuz we haven't been in too many close games, but you know, whether it's the Red Sox, whether it's the Dolphins against the Raiders way back when, yeah, uh, Dolphins and Chargers with right. Marino. Right. Yeah, uh, you, you, They never go. They, they, they never no. go. It's all part of being a fan. It's just, it, it's, it's like, it's what you yeah. sign up for. You know, <laughs> yeah, you either, you're either in the game or you're not. You, you got to accept the risks. You know, it's just, right. that's part it, of being a fan. Uh,
4: there's like an old saying. You remember the the tough losses more than the big wins. Oh I yeah, mean, it's, and yeah. not just not just being a fan. I mean, even in in betting and gambling, and you remember the big losses right, more right. than the big wins. Sometimes and, it's just and
6: Carver and Carver. <laughs> yeah, I'll you know, say this. Yeah. You know. Uh, Ralph Bernerska ripped out my heart at 12 years old. It, to this Ralph day, Bernerska. if I saw him walking down the street, I would I would blindside him. So, it's the same thing. You know, I understand, you know, how you feel. Trust me. It, it stings. That that game back in 19, 1982 with Tony Nathan and David Woodley. I mean, come on, and Don Strzok. I mean, that was it. That was it. Well, West you know, I've
4: never I've That's never tough. seen them win anything, Joe. So, yeah, it's tough. I mean, when I was oh, a kid, they lost four Super Bowls down. in a row. And now, you know, they're in a year where they probably could have won the whole thing. And I thought the winner of that game was going to win the whole thing. And sure enough, uh, the path was right there for them. Just unlucky, Joe. That's the way it goes. We get back to this week, though, uh, since the Bengals and the Chiefs will now be the AFC title game. Uh, I'll give you the rest of these, Joe, since you... Uh, brought them up now, Joe. You want to stick with this weekend or the entire playoff? What you you kind of bounce back? Whatever and forth you a little feel, bit on me well, you're here. driving the bus. Whatever you feel, I'm with uh, everything. So if you didn't do just this weekend, uh, I'll give you passing: Burrow plus 170, Mahomes plus 190, Stafford plus 250, Jimmy G, the long shot at plus 470. Scott, mm-hmm. on the surface, when you hear those four, you lean to the AFC game out. You think that you know the book's telling you the AFC game, but I don't know. I, I kind of think that Stafford could, might have some play in there uh, for, the, for that most passing yards on Sunday.
5: Yeah, you got to rule out Jimmy G, right? That that's not going to happen. You know, Burrow and Mahomes are the logical ones. Stafford. It's interesting. You know what happened in that uh, Rams game? You know, kind of did happen in that they gave up the run, like I thought Boy Wonder would do. I thought his ego would get involved and they wouldn't just run the football against the Rams. So they did throw or get the Bucs, and they did, and he was he was successful. So I could see plus two fifty, but. You know, none of those offer great, great odds. I, I like the 7 yeah. to 8 to 9 to 1. So, gun to my head, I, w- I would take Mahomes. I think Mahomes at almost 2 to 1 is actually pretty logical to me because you, you're ruling out Garoppolo. Um, and if you think he's going to beat Buck, then you figure it to him to get more yards. Uh, although they ran the ball a lot the first game, yeah. believe it or not, you know the, he only threw for he threw for less than 300 yards and, and Burrow threw for 400. But I would take Mahomes plus the 190.
4: I like that, Boy Wonder. I like that, Scott. That's good. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. Boy Wonder. Boy Wonder. I like that, <laughs> Joe.
4: Um, you're on the same feel. I mean, I'm sure you've already put the Burrow ticket in, right? You've already got the Burrow <laughs> plus yeah. one Well, seven. love <laughs> him Double or down. love him, love him or hate him. I mean, if you think
6: Kansas City's going to dominate the way they do, he's going to. Be playing catch up, which means he that's most true. likely will check Chucky, right? So I still like Burrow. And I, I'm going to go this way. You know, no, it's going to be the same thing with this breakdown. No no money's going to go on a, on Jimmy Garoppolo. Not, not a dime. How much right. money's going to go in <sighs> Here we gra- go. He threw for 131 <laughs> and 172 in back to back games, okay? Uh, that's 300 yards. In, in two games, and Stafford's coming off 366. I got to throw – it's almost like, you know, there's – it's almost like an exacter that, that it's not in the money. You know, we know that nobody played the number four hole. Give me – I got to throw something on Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, come on. To. Like, like, Joe, no, like – like, yeah, How listen, many morons listen, listen, are going to bet Jimmy Garoppolo? Not like, one. You. But, clearly but let you. Me just let yeah. me just say this to you.
4: Like Scott just said, now, if they were giving you Jimmy G at 9-1 to one, or 10-1 to one, as that heavy of a long shot, I could maybe justify it. Because in reality, you know, he's a 1-4 shot. There's only four guys doing it. But at plus 470, I don't know. I just don't think the juice is there to even take a, a stab with him. Because it's just... It's it's okay. it's a deep long shot, Joe. It is. But we it is talked a deep about
6: this. Shot. We talked about this on Pro Football Today prior to the games this weekend. Scott and I both felt that San Francisco and Green Bay had the potential to be the lowest scoring game, right, yes. Scott? And and but, we said, okay, San Francisco, we're we're gonna bank on them being the lowest scoring team. But then I said, you know what? It it pays as a secondary bet to bet. Green Bay, because if if San Francisco pulls the ball game out, we don't right. believe they're going to pull the ball game out in a high scoring affair. We think it's going to be lower scoring, so Green Bay most likely w- would be the lowest, right? And lo and behold, they were like eighteen to one for like the weekend to do that. Same thing with Jimmy Garoppolo. Now we're not taking both sides, Stafford and Jimmy G, but if you're going to take Stafford, you might as well take Jimmy G in terms of that backup.
4: I, I understand what you're saying, Joe. I do. But I just like like Scott was saying before, I need a little bit more. I, I need a little bit more than four seventy when I'm when I'm in a bet against, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and Matthew Stafford. I, j- I just okay. need a I need a little bit more than that there. Uh total rushing yards, and this is just for this Sunday between the two games. Mitchell plus one ninety, Mixon plus two forty, Akers plus two fifty, hold on to the ball, Debo Samuel plus four thirty Clyde Edwards Hilaire eight fifty. Jarek McKinnon ten to one. Sony Michelle sixteen to one. Gets a little dicey after that. Darrell Williams and Patrick Mahomes twenty four to one. Although Mahomes just did it this past weekend and there was double the amount of games. So uh, you know, take what you want with that, Scott. <laughs>
5: Yeah, that, that is kind of funny, right? Um, most rushing yards. I, it, you know, uh, I, I know they love Cam Akers for some reason. I'm, I'm surprised. You know, the guy really hasn't done squat, and they've kind of uh, supplanted him over Sony Michelle. But I take a flyer on Sony Michelle at sixteen to one. You know, if you want, you know, decent you know, money here. Um, you know, Mitchell probably would be the logical ones, and that's why he's only plus 190. But if you need a little more bang for your buck, uh, they split carries. Michelle goes off. Uh, maybe gets a little bit more play than Akers does. Uh, they're got a, You know they up a score or two. They want to kill the clock. Uh, Akers fumbled the ball last week, so maybe yeah. there's a little bit less confidence in him. 16-1 to on Michelle. I'll go. I,
4: I agree with you, and, and I was going to mention the same thing. I think there's two things with Akers that could see him – maybe be completely taken out of the game plan. Number one, he got hold on to the football because I'm actually surprised that McVay kept him out there as much as he did with how much he was fumbling. I don't think he'll tolerate that this Sunday. So an early fumble could see him chained to the bench and see a lot of Sony Michelle. And two, he is coming off a major injury. I know he's looked good these last few weeks getting back out there, but all it takes is one little hit. And suddenly he's standing on the sideline, too. And Sony Michelle's getting all the work. And it's 16 to 1. That's not too bad. We'll get Joe's thoughts on it as well. Pro football full circle. Carver Wetzel, Lisi here with you. Sports Madrid Radio. Sirius XM, Channel 159. We'll come back, keep going through these props and specials for Sunday's title games. Next on the grid.
1: every
2: time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars limited time only price and participation may vary cannot be combined with any other offer single item at regular price Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
4: and we're back pro football full circle Mike Carver Scott Wetzel and master of Twitter Joe Lisi here with us today <laughs> Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel What's your 150. What's Joe? <laughs> what is it, Joe? He's a social media maven, uh, Joe yeah. Lisi. knows he, <laughs> <laughs> the ins and outs of how it all works. You need to know. DM Joe Lisi on Twitter at go for the 2 He'll take care of you. will let you know how to make things happen. Uh, Joe, we come back. Uh, I'll, I'll throw you the uh, rushing yards for Sunday now. I'm with Scott. I think that Michelle's worth a small flyer. At 16 to one, the other guys at the top. Eh, I don't love it. You guys were talking earlier about Edwards-Hilaire. I don't think there's gonna be that much running, but 850 is a nice price. Uh, where are you sitting with that one, Joe?
6: I, I like Edwards-Hilaire. Uh, the way they utilize him in this, in basically the first half. I mean, they like love his speed. They utilize him in the screen game as well. I think he'll get a bulk of the carries over McKinnon. I, 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 this is what they do in terms of utilizing different types of players throughout the year. You said it, it earlier in the year; it was Derek Gore and Darrell Williams. Then they transitioned to McKinnon. Now we're back on Edwards Hilaire, especially in the second half of the ball game when the game was on the line. So I expect them, Eric enemy. I mean, to go to Edwards Hilaire in this spot and catching plus eight fifty. I think he could definitely get over hundred yards in this ball game.
4: Kyle Juszczyk is sixty to one, also on the board, Joe. In case you want to think he's going to bust a big one off, you get the fullback Kyle Juszczyk, in there. Uh, sometimes he's good for a little anytime touchdown. Uh, if you want to throw it in there, receiving yards for Sunday: Cooper Cup plus two ten, Jamar Chase plus four thirty, Tyreek Kill six to one. Man, six to one for Tyree Kill. Wow, that is that good. that That's is very good. and Kelsey too plus seven fifty for Kelsey. T. Higgins nine to one, Kittle twelve to one, Debo twelve to one, Beckham sixteen to one, Ayuk eighteen to one. It gets pretty deep after that. Uh, maybe some of the outside chief guys they can catch a couple long balls. Pringle thirty four to one, Hardman forty three to one. Scott man, I, that Tyree Kill and Kelsey both jump right out at me at six to one and seven and a half to one.
5: Yeah, right. I mean, how can't you like that? Six to one. Yeah, you know. I know the thought is, well, one guy's gonna take away from the other guy, like in, in Hall of Fame and MVP voting or MVP voting anyway. Uh, but boy, Hill, you can get the long gainer in, in one crack. You know, you, you can get 60, 70 yards with one one pop to him. Man, he is so freaking fast, isn't he? That one play yeah. that he took for seventy yards or whatever it was. Man, there were like five Bills players around him, and he just blew right by all those guys. I mean, it's Man, it is amazing. Uh, that's why they put up with the stuff off the field. Isn't it funny? You know, Chiefs put up with Hill stuff off the field. They're still playing. And uh, the uh, Bucks don't put up with Antonio Brown stuff off the field, and they're not playing. Hmm. That's the NFL. Uh, I, T- George, uh, T- Tyreek Hill, 6-1. Uh, to one. And that's where I'm going. I'm going to take uh- the truck here.
4: You mentioned that, uh, Scott. It's funny. I'm sure it warmed uh, John Harbaugh's heart this morning when he saw that Antonio Brown wants to play with Lamar Jackson. I'm sure that yeah, that's yeah, exactly
5: yeah.
4: <laughs> what John Harbaugh wanted to hear when he was opening up the paper and having the coffee this morning. Oh, good. This yeah. guy wants to come to Baltimore. That's great. That's just perfect.
5: Yeah. They're that's buddies. I, I know they practiced this offseason <laughs> together, too. Like, they're, they're cu- oh, his cousin is on the team there, Hollywood yeah. Brown. So they did have the, some offseason workouts this past year. So that's, I'm not surprised to see that.
4: Joe. I know that you like deep shots. You got any on this receiving list for this Sunday?
6: The guy that I think could step up in a big way, and we saw a little bit of a heartbeat, obviously in the game against Green Bay, is George Kittle. I think in order for San Francisco to to win this ball game against the L.A. Rams, they need Kittle, and let's and let's not you know deny that in the middle part of the season he put up 181, 190. He does have the potential to break out in a big way, so I'm gonna lean to Kittle in terms of that ball game, San Francisco and and L.A. The other ball game. You know, I can't back hill strictly because, you know, he's gonna be the guy. You know, it's the same thing. Like when you think it's the guy and I was wrong on Diggs last week. I, Higgins stepped up. I like Higgins a little bit, and I like Nicole Hardeman. Wouldn't shock me if Nicole Hardeman is the guy that potentially has some big plays in this ball game because he does have elite speed, he can take the top over the uh over opposing defenses and they utilize him. So I'll go Nico Hardeman as a long shot, but I in that ball game I'm gonna go T. Higgins for uh for the favorites.
4: Yeah, I'm with Scott. I, I like Hill and Kelsey. You know, they both had over hundred yards against the Bills on Sunday. It it's it's possible for both of them to eat uh in this game, uh, but it's just picking the right one. You know, that that's you know, 'cause right. it's just this, you know, it's throwing a dart which one's gonna have more yardage in that game. If I want to take a a long shot like Joe, uh Van Jefferson and the Rams, thirty-four to one. He catches some deep balls too, and and you know I feel like the Niners are going to have Cup and Beckham taken care of. Jefferson had a pretty good game against the Niners, one of the two games this year. Van Jefferson, thirty-four to one, could be a good dart throw uh, for me. So then we get to teams, uh, and Joe, you guys said you talked about this Saturday morning with the Packer-Niner game. Right, they have highest scoring team of Sunday and the lowest scoring team of Sunday. Chiefs minus one thirty, minus one thirty, wow. to be the highest scoring team. Rams plus three fifty, Bengals plus four fifty, Niners six to one. Scott.
5: Well, you know the question is, would you rather lay the uh, three forty on Kansas City money line right now, or the one thirty on Kansas City to be the highest scoring team? You know, they're obviously going to be a higher score than Cincinnati. So uh, yeah. if you think Kansas City is going to win. So ultimately, it's do you think Kansas City can score more than the Rams and Niners? Is it worth saving 200 bucks? You know, that uh, that's a good I strategy. like the fact that they're offering you that. You know, I, I really do. You know, do you want to take that risk? I would. I, you know, I, I think I would. I, I just I don't think it's going to be a low scoring game in Kansas City. It's hard to imagine that. I, I know the possibility is there. I don't think Rams 49 is going to be a blowout, so uh, I would take that under the premise of not really getting good value based on these four, but based on I'd rather lay the 130 versus the 340.
4: I'm with you, and, and here's the thing: like if I'm looking at scenarios for these two games, I feel like the Chiefs, blowout or no blowout, are going to score in the 30s or 40s. Like, they yeah. might blow them out, or they could win a close game like they did this week in the 30s or 40s against Buffalo. That other game, it just feels like tight, low to mid to high 20s, you know, for both teams. Like, it just, I don't know if either of those teams are scoring 30 points on Sunday. I think that especially the third round between the two of them, things are going to be really tight to the vest with McVeigh and Shanahan. I don't know if there's going to be a lot of fireworks. So, I think it's a good... Way to go with it, Sky. Like instead of playing the Chiefs on the money line, play them to be the high scoring team. It's, yeah, it's 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 a really solid strategy. Joe, do you like that? I know you like the Bengals, but it's not a bad way to play the Chiefs, Joe. If you like them,
6: no, it's not. I mean that is that is a good way to put, to play it. Obviously, they have to win the ball game. You you believe there's going to be a, a lot of points in a shootout? They put up 31 in the loss. You know the the thing that. I keep going back to is the defense of the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, I don't know if we're talking about it as not enough, maybe not as dominant in terms of the stats, but they force teams to work through the 30s, and then once they they get to the 30, they hold them to field goals. That's They're doing a great job of that right now. And at the end of the day, if they get that type of effort, this game is going to trend to the under 54 and a half and even if if Casey wins, they're not going to be potentially the highest scoring team this weekend. I mean that's the one thing that I, I struggle with you know I, I go to the LA Rams, I go to the 49ers, Stafford's in a, in a rhythm. I mean you got to think that they're going to try and put pressure on Garoppolo over the top. They built a 17 nothing lead in the first half of this in the first half of the regular season finale. who's to say they can't jump up again? And are you confident that San Francisco could come from behind in terms of that that type of situation? So why can't it be the Rams as, as being the highest scoring in terms of in this game just blowing this 46-and-a-half straight through the number?
5: Oh, Here's what Joe. Kansas City scored, though, Joe, the last yeah. uh, month and a half. Uh, 42 last week, 42 the week before that, 28 against Denver, a no-nothing <laughs> game, 31, 36, 34, 48 I mean, this team has scored. Thirty points or more in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight games, and now they're at home with everything on the line. They're gonna score 30. And the fact that they blew a double-digit lead against this same team a few weeks ago tells me that they won't be calling off the dogs. There's no reason to call off the dogs knowing that you know Super Bowl's on the line. So it's not like a regular season game or even a game against Pittsburgh where you really aren't threatened by the Steeler offense. I mean, I don't think they'll call off the dogs with that Bengal offense because they know anything crazy can happen. So. I agree, you know, I understand the Rams may go bonkers, but I, I just I don't see this being a low-scoring game.
4: And the other thing for me is, and Zach Taylor's another one of these young coaches in the league that I, I think he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. You know, right. he's, he's cut from that McVeigh, Shanahan, LaFleur uh, cloth to where after beating him, it almost cost him that game in Cincinnati. He's, he got really tricky down there on that goal line. And he could have lost that football game. And I think he's going to go in here thinking that he can swing the deep shots with Kansas City. And that's where I think that the game could get out of hand. I think he's going to think he can go blow for blow with them. And he's going to find out very quickly that's not going to happen. And, and I think that that's going to be where the game gets a little out of hand for the Cincinnati Bengals. And the Chiefs are going to be able to pile on the points. Lowest scoring team, Niners plus 155, Bengals plus 220, Rams plus 260. Chiefs, 7-1 to to be the lowest scoring team. Um, Man, this one's tough. We'll get your thoughts on it when we come back. Pro Football Full Circle, Mike Carver, Joe Lisi, Scott Wetzel with you. Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 159. We'll come back, look at this lowest scoring team, get into a few other things here on the grid right after this
2: Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
1: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
4: And we're back. Pro football full circle. Here with you, Mike Carver, Scott Wetzel. And some call him go Yecko. for the some call him go for the two. <laughs> others call him Gordon Yecko. That's Joe Lisi here with us. Story. Oh, Joe! You're the best. You're the best, uh, Joe. Please. All right, I'm in Joe. A mood this week, Carver. I'm in a mood. Oh, Yo, you—you you certainly are. You certainly are, Joe. Um, lowest scoring team on Sunday, Joe. Uh, fire away, buddy. Niners 155, Bengals 220, Rams 260, Chiefs 700.
6: I, w- I would say Niners. Uh, I'm going to lean to the Niners. I mean, I lean to uh, to L.A. Just because I, I just think it's going to be impossible. And I, I did see, a, I believe, a stat on ESPN that they said, uh, obviously, it's the 49ers' fourth straight road game. The the only team, I guess, in the history of the NFL I, or to go to the championship game and, and win four straight road games, supposedly, was like the 1966 Kansas City Chiefs. So, I mean, are, are the Niners going to do it even though they won six straight over the Rams? ah eh. I can't buy into that and, yeah. and how banged up Garoppolo is and they need the running game. I'll lean to the Niners. I don't love it, but, I mean, I, I just think Cincinnati will give Kansas City a game. And at the end of the day, I expect Burrow to be there. So right. that's why I can't buy into the other.
4: Now, now Scott, it, this is interesting because I, I'm just looking at this and I'm trying to run through my head how, a, a good way to play this. Now, like you said before, if you think the Chiefs are going to win – Betting them at minus 130, you know, to, to be the highest scoring team is not a bad way to go instead of playing them on the money line. Let me ask you this scenario. If you think the Rams are going to beat the 49ers on Sunday, and the Rams obviously are minus money on the money line, would you bet the Niners to be the lowest scoring team at plus 155
5: instead? Um... You know the Bengals could lay an egg. You know yeah. th- that would be the only team that I can yeah. see. Like Kansas City's putting at least 20 plus on the board at home. There's just no way they're not scoring 20 points at home. So. Uh. The Bengals would be the scary one, but I, I tend to think the Niners are going to win just because I did predict them to go to the Super Bowl at the beginning of the year. So I'm not going to jump off now, and I can't put American money on Matthew Stafford. He still sucks. I can't help it. <laughs> so I would grab the Rams at plus 220 in, in that scenario. They held them to 10 points, and, and really, technically, Joe, I, I hear you about the four straight wins, but I've given you the numbers. Uh, teams that played three straight road games were three and one uh, against the spread this year, and technically the Buccaneers played four straight road games last year when they won the Super Bowl. You know, they had three, Washington, New Orleans, and then Green Bay, and then obviously they're on the road for the Super Bowl. Actually, you know what? The Super Bowl was at home last year. No, they didn't. Uh, That's right. I was going to say the Super Bowl would have been the fourth straight road game, but that was actually a home game for them. So, you're right about that. Uh, But I I, I still wouldn't, you know. uh, (laughs) They had no business beating Green Bay. They really didn't, San Fran, but I'm not going to jump off now. uh, You know, so... Uh, I'll, I'll do the Rams at plus uh,
4: 260. <laughs> it, it is amazing, though, when you think about it. We went 50-plus years where, you know quote-unquote, yeah, a home team right. didn't ha- host the Super Bowl. We might get it two years in a row, and not only might we get that, but the same team might have to face the home team in both Super Bowls because the Chiefs went to Tampa. And if yeah. they win this game, they might go to LA right. <laughs> to face yeah. the Rams. So, after fifty plus years of not getting it, not only you're going to get it two years in a row, but the same team's got to go face the team at home. <laughs> that is that is really, really bizarre. Uh, they've got some Super Bowl. I like these a lot. Super Bowl straight forecast, which is uh, betting the exact outcome of the Super Bowl. So now with four teams left, you could narrow this down a little bit more. And there's one of these I like because I, I feel very strongly about the two teams this weekend. So Chiefs to beat the Rams is the favorite at plus 270. Rams to beat the Chiefs is the next favorite at plus 310. Chiefs over Niners, plus 430. Niners over Chiefs, 6-1. to Rams to beat the Bengals, 8-1. to Bengals to beat the Rams, 13-1. Niners to beat the Bengals, 16-1. And the long shot on the board, the Bengals... To beat the Niners at seventeen to one. Joe, hmm. straight forecast for the Super Bowl. Because I like the Rams and the Chiefs this week, and I would probably because I you know, I'm just stupid like that, I'm probably gonna play the Rams to beat the Chiefs if that is the matchup. Mm-hmm. I think I'm not gonna get them on the money line at plus three ten, but I can get them right now on the money line at plus three ten if I think really strongly that that's gonna be the matchup.
6: That's possible. I lean to the two longest shots on the board, though. And we saw since if you buy into Cincinnati, you got to believe that they can win the ball game. And they got their first playoff road win in 40 ever, right? They got their first uh, playoff win in 30-plus years since, what was it, 1988 or 1993, yeah. right? Could be a rematch of the 1988 Super Bowl, San Fran and Cincinnati. You know, I mean, I, I, I would take a shot on that, 8-1. I'm a big believer in that history repeats itself. So you know what? You want to give me Burrow? You you wanna give me Jimmy Garoppolo uh, eight to one? And that's basic
4: and that's without picking a winner. You can do it without picking a winner also, which is what Joe just did there. The correct matchup. Bengals, Niners, eight to one. You can you can pick a winner if you want. Niners sixteen to one, Bengals seventeen to one, Joe, if you if you wanted to go that deep. But Scott, I, I I do like these because there might be some edges. If you're right once again, if you're right this week,
5: and you pick the right two teams to go to the game, yeah. The question is this: What would be the point spread if it's Kansas City versus the Rams? <sighs> no, I, of the Rams I, are getting a home yeah. game. I wonder if they put you know any extra emphasis, even though it's really not a traditional home game with tickets being distributed evenly and everything. But it is a home game. I, do they? Do they lean a little bit more towards the – do you think Kansas City would be favored? Pick them?
4: They, what do you They think? put them out yesterday, the Superbook. Oh, really? Okay. The cool. Superbook in Vegas uh, did put these out, the look-ahead lines for the Super Bowl. Rams-Chiefs, if Chiefs minus two and a half. The Chiefs minus two and a half? Yeah. Hmm. So they must be building in that the Rams are home at SoFi into that number because that seems low.
5: Yeah. How so the about uh How about KC San Fran?
4: KC San Fran, which really stunned me. Chiefs minus three.
5: Really? Yeah. Then they're, then they're definitely well. That, that's why is that so low, right?
4: I guess because they figure the Rams and the Niners are kind of a a coin flip game with the three point spread. The Chiefs would be favored over both of them. Rams, they're giving you the extra half point because they're technically going to be at home at SoFi. I guess Scott, just that's just me trying to put together, I, I would have thought the Chiefs would be a lot more than three against the Niners.
5: Yeah. So the, the then the, the uh, notion that you're getting FanDuel is giving you pretty good value then with Kansas City over the Rams and Kansas City over San Fran yeah. because Kansas City is a minus 340 money line favorite today. Any parlay, that's why I asked about this, any parlay that they get put in Uh, A 340 parlay versus uh, maybe like uh, the Rams are three and a half. So we'll say that we even use the 174 um, with Casey in the the Super Bowl like uh, the Rams are now. A 340 and a minus 174 parlay is not paying you plus 270 or plus 430. It's paying you much less than that, much less than that. So they are giving you good value on, on these things, which a lot of times they don't, to tell you the truth. So... I would take uh, K- KC over San Fran at plus 430 and then put a couple shekels on KC over the Rams to even your bet. Either way, you're going to win money because you're getting well over 2-1 right. to one on both of them.
4: I agree. And, and, Joe, since I know you like the Bengals, maybe not to win outright. I know you like them with the 7 this week. But they have the Bengals as dogs against both teams if they were to get there. They have the Niners minus 2.5 against Cincinnati. They have the Rams minus 3.5 against Cincinnati, Joe.
6: mm Wow, I, I think the obviously I think the Cincinnati matches up better against the Rams than they do San Fran. I think even now, granted they lost to San Fran in overtime, right? They yeah. that, they were losing that ball game twenty to six. They lose 23-20, or 26-23 in overtime. But in a Super Bowl environment, if it is San Fran and, and Cincinnati, I, I would give the edge to obviously Garoppolo in that situation. But We'll see. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, that's not bad value either. I, I truly believe that Cincinnati's going to pose a problem to Kansas City. I really do. I, I think that they're playing with house money. All the pressure is on the Chiefs. And
4: I'm not so sure that they get there this
6: year. But, I, but
4: yeah. and I, I'm, I'll say this, Joe. I know you say all the pressure is on the Chiefs. I mean, watching them the last two years, do you think pressure bothers them? I mean, No, that's I don't my, think
6: pressure bothers yeah. them, but I think that they, they take an emotional side to get through that game. They were dead and buried, Carver, you know that, and not to go back, but they got through it. They found a way to get through it, and they played their A game. They, really, they played a flawless game for the most part. It's not like they had mental breakdowns. You said that they were out of sync early. I mean, Buffalo, that front seven were able to pressure Patrick Mahomes throughout the night. And at the end of the day, they had, they still had to pull that ball game out. And it wasn't Diggs. It wasn't really Josh. I mean, it was Josh Allen with his arm. It wasn't with his legs for the most part. It was Gabriel Davis that did it. Right? I mean, yeah. now we're talking Higgins. We're talking Joe Mixon. We're talking, obviously, Jamar Chase. We're, ta- we're talking about an offense that can move the football just like Buffalo. I, I'm telling you. You know, this isn't Cleveland in the sense of when Cleveland played Kansas City last year and Mayfield was like, you know, a deer in the headlights for the most part, Joe Burrow's not going to be phased, So, yeah, all right, maybe maybe they score. But you don't think Cincinnati's going to eat as well?
4: Uh, I, I, mean, I I don't disagree with you on Burrow, Joe. Uh, the, kids, the kid's ice. I mean, the, there's no doubt about that. But there are other guys on the field. You know, there are other guys on the field who are in this spot for the first time. I I agree with you; it's not going to bother him. But what about the eleven guys on defense? What about some of his wide receivers? Maybe in the first time dropping some balls. I I, I do think that uh, Burrow is ice, but man, it's it's tough for me to go against it's against the Chiefs on Sunday. Like Scott, i, I are, where are you with that game right now? Do you, are you kind of with me that it's blowout, or or do you think that? The Bengals kind of hang in with them till the end of that game.
5: You know, I think it's a blowout, but uh, we were Joe and I were talking about this in hour number one. If you go back and I'll and I'll do it again uh, for tomorrow's show. If you go back and look at all the dramatic last second finishes in playoff history, those teams all lost the next game. You, you can literally and I remember I, I did this one year. I went back and counted about twenty of them, and I think I found three that actually won the next time all the others see a hands game immaculate reception the drive they all lost the next game so it's it's tough for these teams you know uh to to get back down to earth i suppose and get refocused even though you think they would but historically they don't they they really don't And,
4: and i know the other three games weren't on the level of how you know the bills blew that game and the chiefs ended up winning it but all four games we were one on the on, la- on the last second. They all that's had miraculous end-of-the-game the, wins. That's true. Yeah, so maybe it wipes <laughs> each other out? Okay. Well, <laughs> <Yeah.
5: Like laughs> not, not as dramatic, though. You know I right. mean? You know, taking a oh, field goal yeah. really, late you know, is not quite like, you know, uh, no. uh, Franco Harris. I mean, Ta-
4: Tannehill, Tannehill basically seconds. handed them the ball and saying, here you go, oh, you guys win. Oh, uh, you guys awful. take the game, uh, which yeah. is what Ryan Tannehill did. Uh, for the Titans on Saturday, God, I. But still That is can't true. Believe. You
5: bring up a good point. Uh, last second on all of them. You're right. All, so all four
4: teams out. that are here had last second yeah. wins. All right, pro football full circle. Mike Carver, Joe see Scott Wetzel here with you, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM channel 159. We wrap it up after this
2: Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49, perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba 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 ba.
4: And we're back, pro football full circle. Mike Carver, Joe Lisi, and Scott Wetzel with you. Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, channel 159. Uh, We'll end with this, guys. Breaking news in the National Football League. As uh, Ian Rappaport and several others, all the big uh, media guys around the league are now reporting. Sean Payton has informed the Saints he's stepping away. Done. Chopped in New Orleans. Uh, Not chopped, obviously, Joe. We just love saying that. But he is walking away. From the New Orleans Saints, as the rumors have been out there the last couple days that TV is willing to give him a lot of money. Uh, Apparently the COVID seasons the last few years have taken its toll on Sean Payton, and he is ready uh, to step away. Uh, Scott, did you think that Payton was actually going to walk away?
5: Wow! No, I didn't. It's amazing, right? Yeah, you know, is this to the beginning of the end? Whether it's Brady, whether it's Rodgers, whether it's Belichick, whether it's you know maybe Andy Reid, with all his family issues could you see him winning another Super Bowl and saying that's it, I'm done. Especially if if, if he loves enemy and he doesn't get another you know a, a head coaching job. I mean, maybe this is the beginning of the end for a lot of these uh, veteran players and uh, coaches.
4: It's funny you say that, Scott, because I was thinking, why hasn't enemy been interviewing for any of these jobs? Not at all, right? He hasn't interviewed for anybody, and all these other teams that are in the playoffs have guys interviewing. Why hasn't he interviewed? Does he know something that we don't know with Andy Reid, that if they win the Super Bowl, he might be going off into the sunset and he's getting the job? Maybe he's declined interviews just under the table. Uh, Joe, Sean Payton out. Uh, I always thought his time wasn't going to be long after Drew Brees left him.
6: No, I think the Michael Thomas situation as well, right? That situation got the best of him as well. He was a little irate oh, about Michael Thomas, Thomas, Thomas elected, right? Uh, Thomas but I'm saying that pushed him over the edge. And then, yeah. you know, when you have Taysom Hill as your quarterback, I remember, I mean, come on, remember when uh, – no. All the They give him that
5: kind of contract
6: for that. If he's walking away, they were calling later. for him. They were calling for Taysom Hill to be the man. But well, maybe your scooter knows. Eb he'll knows. He'll
4: get uh, he'll get some cushy TV job with a lot of cash. Uh, so yeah. Sean Payton doesn't have to worry about it anymore. All right, guys. I'll see you tomorrow. Tremendous job by Andrew Torres as always. Pro Football Full Circle. Carver, Lisi, Wetzel, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM One Fifty Nine. We'll see you tomorrow.